welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast. Uh, today we are going to continue our wellness challenge discussion and kind of talk about the first two weeks uh, of what we've been experiencing and what we've been finding out about uh, our challenge. Um, so those for the, those of you that are not part of our KCI CrossFit community, um, we've been working on a wellness challenge um, that is entire or that consists of five weeks to try and develop five new habits and really track our nutrition. And uh, it's been going really well. Um, the team has created a nice little book for us uh, that helps us track these type of things. Uh, and that's been kind of really the eye-opening experience is tracking every day of what we're doing and how things are going. So that's what we look forward to share with the community today as far as week one and two. Um, so Nick, thinking back to the structure of the challenge, why did we kind of focus on the five weeks and then the five habits? What's kind of the, the backstory of that? Yeah. The, the overall picture of your wellness, my wellness, everyone's is obviously way more, maybe that's not obvious, but it, it has a lot more than just nutrition component to it. There are other factors that are critical into our health and wellness. And, and this challenge isn't about weight loss or losing inches or a 30 day detox or any of that. This is a challenge and to bring awareness to what is in your control that you can use to improve just your overall wellness. So we wanted to include different aspects of health and wellness so that we can track them, like you just said, where, where that's a really big part of it is just bringing awareness and tracking it, but then learning how to pivot from maybe what you're doing to what you could be doing to actually move the needle, um, you know, to make some bigger gains. So we wanted to bring in different aspects from the awareness of, of the macro breakdown of your food to challenging uh, whole foods and, and fruits and vegetables but then, you know, pivoting into uh, nightly rituals and, and figuring out how we can take control of our evenings and sleep with as high of quality as we can. You know, sometimes the quantity of sleep isn't, uh, you don't always have control over that, but the, the quality of sleep we can definitely impact. So, so that was kind of the, the backstory or the, the bigger picture, why, why we wanted to put this together and not just a, a cheap and easy 30 day, you know, detox or, you know, lose some inches, sort of a, sort of a challenge. Yeah. Um, so court coach Jordan is here with us as well. And she has been trained up on the precision nutrition program. And so Jordan, do you have anything to add to that as far as the five week period and then the five habits? Yeah, I think we wanted to approach it in a simple way. Um, when we talk about nutrition coaching, most people think they have to track and they have to do all these things and be super restrictive. So we wanted to bring it to the community in a way that kind of sounded doable, not necessarily easy because it is a challenge, but it's doable. It's daily and there's a coach with you the entire way. So it's been fun to see reflections every day. Um, I have people send me pictures of their workbook every day and I'm very shocked at how many people are still on board and we're in week four. Um, honestly, I've had some really good reflections. I've had some people come up with like some certain struggles and I've been able to coach through the 
struggles and also kind of praise through the stuff that people are doing really well at. So it's been really fun to watch the community. Yeah, it's almost like it's a perfect example of habit and reflection and documentation of it. And then because by forcing us to send you the text every night <laughs> is a challenge of its own right there. It so, totally is. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not about the, the hard parts, maybe not the nutrition. It's all the other stuff that goes along with it. So, um, OK, so let's go ahead and dive into week number one. Um, week number one, uh, we were asked to track. Uh, all four meals, which is breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a snack. And for each meal, we were asked to track what is our protein, what is our carb, and what is our fat. Um, and then off to the side, we were also trying to focus on our daily water tracking. So Jordan, why did you want us to track uh, protein, carbs, and fat? I think it's a good thing to be aware of what's on your plate. And we discussed this before, but after the fact, so we talked about it before we started, and after going through that week one with everyone, I realized some people don't even know that vegetables are carbs and what carbs are better than others, and just shining light on how to eat more whole foods versus the sugary processed stuff. And also, some people weren't even eating enough protein for the amount of workouts they were doing. So recovery was a struggle. Sleep was a struggle. So once we kind of made the protein, carbs, and fat something that they had to kind of be aware of, I had a lot more people interested in how much they should be eating versus just, well, I don't really feel like tracking. I just eat when I'm hungry and I work out so I can eat whatever I want. That mentality is that old CrossFit mentality. Right. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that people, what is the one uh, between protein, carbs, and fats, what is the one that everyone is filling out? I've encouraged people more on the protein side. Um, is I've, that the easy one, or is, does everyone always hit the carbs, and then protein is hit or miss, and then fats is kind of few and far between? Um, yeah, the protein is pretty consistent. Because most people know they need that, and I think that's what we were bringing awareness to. Um, the fat and the carbs, I think it made people more aware of how, mi- how many carbs and how many fats are in certain things, and knowing what to put it under and maybe where to fill in their plate from there. Like if they have bacon, maybe that's protein, but it still has fat in it, so where can we get some extra protein? Let's add some eggs in there. So it just kind of helped us balance the macros a little bit more with a lot of people. Yeah, I, I agree on that. And, and I am participating in the challenge myself and have an understanding of my own nutrition, but it, by filling those out or, or being asked to do that for me and, and for others, you, it, it begs more questions, right? It's not just a task and you do it and, and, and it's just there and it's off to the side. You, you write it down or you're in the process of writing it down, you know, with sausage or bacon. It begs you or it asks you to say, is that, am I going to put that or, or would I classify that as protein and or fat? And yes, it's both. But when you start to ask yourself those questions and you might not have the answers, but Again, part why this challenge is successful and why we're doing it is because those reports, those daily reports go to Jordan and she can say, hey, 
I maybe would have recategorized this or, wow, did you notice that you're way under on your protein or you're way over on your fats, in my example. So it, what I've really liked about that first week is that it, it forces you to ask questions and you, and you can't remain naive to your foods. Potato chips, where do you put them? You know, mm-hmm. without no, you know, it depends on the potato chip, but, you know, protein. protein. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Are these a protein potato chips? You flip it over and try to find something that's, yeah, there's some soy in there. Is that soy a protein? No, (laughs) but so it, it, well, I'm going to, I'm going to say on that example right there to me, that was the main element of that week one was I eat potato chips. And so I didn't want to put that on the sheet yeah. Because I, I knew it didn't really belong in any of those categories. It belonged in kind of the crap category. <laughs> it's got and its own category. It's got its own category, right? Not real food. And so then I immediately, right off the bat, started to wean away from the processed foods because I physically did not want to write down potato chips, right. sweet tarts, you know, it j- soda. It, it uh, changed your behavior yeah, almost you, instantaneously. Instantly, because you had to write it down for each one. So then if you're going to write down what you're going to eat, you're automatically pivoting to the next meal, to the next meal, to the next meal. Like snacks would be another one. Like sure. do a lot of people really eat snacks or did a lot of people really start condensing their snacks, mm-hmm. you know, from this effort because you have to write it down. Yep. So sorry to interrupt, but no, yeah. no, that it, th- that is in line perfectly. Yeah. It, it, it forces you to, again, not be naive to your food. And in your case, it, it actually made you change it right away. And it's not only writing it down, but I think a big component of that is you're being accountable to sending it or to showing a coach. You said, hey, here's where I'm at. And then the coach can say, well, what's up with, you know, the bag of potato chips, Brad? Like, <laughs> why, why is that in there under your protein category? It's definitely shouldn't be on the list. Yeah. So, so it, it not only brings the awareness and it forces you to ask those questions, but even in one week, it can and and should begin to change behavior, and that's the idea with the habit. It's hey, if you if that was the only habit that you did for six, eight, twelve weeks, track your food. Imagine the repetitions that you're getting on that, those asking those questions and changing that behavior. You know your 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 habits won't change in one week, and you know, we all know that. But if if you're finding a ton of value in that first week's tracking. This is something that can be and is for a lot of people a daily thing. Like right. you, you have full understanding of the the fuel that you're putting in your body, the food that you're eating. Um, so that was kind of the idea with that week one. It's like, hey, let's bring awareness and say, hey, by the way, this is something that can be done daily, not just during the, you know air quotes the challenge. Yeah, and that's I talked to Jordan about it when we had our check in was if you just took one thing out of that would be just carry that on every day, yeah. you know, 365 and whether you're doing the challenge or whether you're doing CrossFit or whatever, but if you just tracked your food every day, every day, just from a simple, what am I eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you would immediately see a change. Exactly. Cause you're going to have to change. You're not going to write down like at, at my work, they have an ice cream station. <laughs> and so if your lunch every day consists of an ice cream sandwich right i would if you had to write that down after like six days you'd be like oh you know it's not good for you right so i think you're going to naturally want to get rid of that i can't write down my ice cream sandwich (laughs) it doesn't fit in those categories that's right i had a major discovery through this as a coach and just in my own 
I, I feel like I went into it cautious with everyone, thinking like, oh, they're not going to want to do more than a week. They're not going to want to track all their stuff. Like some people just don't like to write their foods down. And I don't want to make someone, but I think the discovery that a lot of people had is I want to do this because I want to get better. And that first week went so well that I got like five or six people to continue tracking some of them on their sheets and some of them in my fitness pal and they all want to know the right macros for them so I'm encouraging them not necessarily giving them the exact numbers because most of us are transitioning to higher protein but definitely giving them goals is that was a huge discovery is that people want to do this this wasn't something that they felt forced to do like writing down protein carbs and fats as tedious as it sounds like people liked it and so i have a few people still writing it on their sheets off to the side and that was cool yep um so the other thing that we had to track was water um i don't struggle with drinking water but jordan from your uh, review did do people struggle with getting a lot of water this challenge i think because people were aware of how much we were asking them or basically the guidelines said to drink like I think we said half your body weight in ounces and some people were a little bit different than that we gave them different guidelines but honestly I didn't see any struggles with water um, too much there was a couple of people who oh dang I didn't hit my water but they still were drinking 60 80 ounces it wasn't like someone just drank 20 ounces and was struggling I would totally agree with that I would also say that it's not as people didn't struggle because they knew we were focusing on it. Yeah. Cause I, some of the people that I know in this challenge aren't great at drinking water. They're the opposite of you or me where they do normally struggle with it. But again, when you just shine a little light on it, like yours with, you know, potato Ch- chips yep. or, or, or when you actually just put a little bit of energy and focus into it, it's not hard. It, it really isn't, but, but the intentionality has to be there. And that, again, that's why we put it in there in week one, because, Hey, this is like one Oh one. This is super basic. It's not, it's a challenge, but it's completely within everybody's realm. So, you know, the, that water thing was, that's an easy, easy, easy win. It did help that it was warm still during that week. True. People were warm, hot, hot, yeah. working out. Drink a Doors lot of water. open, <laughs> sun was shining. Yeah, I you know the other thing too was obviously we saw because we also had a check in on Facebook and and so people were buying all their water bottles and they were getting <laughs> excited about the the endeavor. So they were, um, you know, I didn't I didn't see that as an issue, but you know, uh, the media would tell you that we are not consuming enough water, and so I didn't know if that would really reflect its way into our challenge. So. Yeah, I think they drank enough water that we had to have the electrolyte conversation mm-hmm. to make sure people were getting enough balanced electrolytes to go with that water intake do you want to expand upon that um sure as far as taking that as a supplement so you know a lot of they have the tablets that you can take or sodium or yeah you know is that something that you think people should look into i it's an individual conversation it depends on everybody's scenario but yes i i do think that people need to ask themselves how is their hydration and their balance. Um, and they need, you know, a lot of it honestly is trial and error and you need to understand what normal hydration levels feel like and, and 
the the role that electrolytes of sodium the potassium play into it um it's been part of my routine but again it's been it took some trial and error to understand yeah you know what i am dehydrated in the mornings which everybody is honestly so part of my morning water routine and you know i'll drink 30 or 40 ounces before i leave the house which is a lot but is to add some salt in there so that i'm just not bloated with with water um so it there is no blanket like you need to do this everybody should be adding electrolytes that's definitely not the case because a lot of that depends on activity levels and and other things but but it's at least a good question to ask yourself and to to say well where where am i with my hydration do i know what being hydrated feels and means um and then what what is the role of the electrolyte in that for me and to get it from a source instead of Gatorade so that would right. be the, <laughs> right you don't get your electrolytes from Gatorade right from Gatorade yeah you don't need it from Gatorade i mean it, electrolytes can be you you could if you're eating well it could all be in your food right because there is just minerals essentially sodium potassium um some b vitamins other things but it so yeah that it's not like let me just add a Gatorade every day and I'll, <laughs> I'll be good. Yep. That's not the answer. That's right. Um, so to wrap up week one, um, at the end of our workbook, we had to reflect on the week. Um, and so there was kind of two, two big questions there is what was the most revealing part of the week? And then was I successful or unsuccessful? So Jordan, um, you know, from debriefing with, uh, and checking in with the team, was there any obvious comments on that or what were people tend to struggling with or, or uh, you know, reflecting on? So I kind of hit it on the head earlier, like the tracking was the big part that people really enjoyed it. Some people who didn't enjoy it were excited to just go into the next week. One of the most revealing things for me was is I actually felt really, really good through that first week by tracking things tried a few different um, morning routines. One was fasting. One was not drinking soda in the morning. One was drinking more water, that type of thing. And I think I I enjoyed that aspect of it. I felt like I felt better throughout that first week. And it's maybe it was more mental because of just five days of doing it. But, you know, we talked about the, the importance of tracking, which I thought was a good thing. But I, I did write down in my journal that I felt better that week. So it was, it was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I did get a lot of people feeling better, um, people excited for the next week. I did have some people make comments on saying they need to get more of a certain carb or protein or fat because they didn't realize that they weren't eating enough of most people. It was protein. But that was one big thing I had on the what's the next step is figuring out how to add more protein, carbs or fats. And would that be more women focused as far as the the protein, or didn't that not jump up? I'm I'm surprised no, that people struggle actually, to eat protein that much. Actually, no. It was the guy who said this, and um, it was it was fun to look through kind of the food logs and then start asking questions about how much are you eating, and then getting him to start tracking his macros. So this is someone who I would consider more advanced, a coach. Mm-hmm. Not Nick, but a different coach. And we had really good conversations around tracking and if it was for him and if he was talking to other members and if it was for them. So not necessarily pushing that 
I have to eat more protein, got to get the gains or anything. But like just for recovery purposes, you know, when you have an injury, you have to be getting enough protein. You have to be able to be feeding your muscles. Otherwise, your muscles become the first thing that your energy uses. So that was good. Yeah, I, I don't have much more to add to that other than just kind of solidifying that the the comments or the, the follow-ups that I've seen through this, it's the awareness, you know, if there was big takeaways from that first week, it was the awareness of like, all right, I, I'm, I don't have a system or this system is actually working for me, right? Some people that were excited to move on to the second week, they were like, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty good at these these fundamentals. I'm excited to build onto it. Others, there were some of those light bulb moments of like, okay, I really don't have a system. This has exposed it. The coach now knows that I don't have a, a system or I don't really know my what I'm targeting. So it, it, it you know, there those one takeaways like, man, I need more protein. I need less protein, whatever that, whatever the more or less thing is. But, but there were definitely some concrete things for everybody week one it's like yep i'm getting enough i'm doing enough i'm ready to build on top of that and then the others that were like no i'm still i'm still here working out this foundation thing i'm trying to figure out how to put that ice cream sandwich on this sheet (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah i think the other thing was meal prepping too um The why was I successful or unsuccessful category had a lot of people saying, wow, I really need to meal prep because I thought I was okay going into this. We gave people a week to kind of go to grocery shopping and prepare, um, get in the mindset for it, which I think was good. But people didn't understand how much kind of planning it takes to make sure you're having the right balance of foods. So I got a lot of feedback saying that I'm ready to meal prep. I'm ready for next week because the next week you'll lead into it in a second, but it was all about vegetables. And that was the big thing with prepping is if you're not prepping, you're not going to be able to get that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we're talking about meal prepping, but for me, the, the biggest takeaway from the challenge was you had to meal prep seven days a week and our, have a plan for seven days. You don't have to meal prep all three meals or three meals and a snack, but you can't do Monday through Friday. And then I know when I did not prep for Saturday or Sunday, I immediately just went off the rails and (laughs) because you didn't have anything like to go to, right? I didn't have a chicken breast. I didn't have some sort of vegetable locked and loaded, or I was out of, you know, those elements in my house. And so I immediately, that was the big thing. So now we started meal prepping for Saturday at least, and at least having a go-to meal on Saturday and Sunday before we started the kids' activities or before we started running around. At least I could get one good meal in on that weekend yeah. or you know that day. And then if I had to eat out on that Saturday night or something like that, we could do that. But mm-hmm. not having that lunch meal on Saturday was was a huge because then you immediately result to fast food or really. eating crap or or whatever. So. Yeah, that is a good segue into week number two. So week number two, we were asked to track our whole foods. Um, Again, under the format of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, And we were trying to track whether it was a vegetable or a fruit and then serving size. And our goal for the week was to have six, or the goal for the day was to have six servings, which was uh, extremely challenging (laughs) for me. So it was, it is. So why was it, why was it challenging for you? 
Because when you actually understand what a serving is, it's a lot more than you think. Of vegetables and one, or fruit. One piece of broccoli is not a serving. Uh, yeah, a, pe- a piece and a half of broccoli, you know, with some dipping in some ranch is not, <laughs> is not a serving of, of vegetables. I'm sorry. And that awareness alone for me, you know, that I had a big takeaway. I mean, I had a few on week two, but just realizing, man, what is, what is a serving of vegetables look like? What in your hand, what does that look like on your plate? What does that look like? And we've all seen the the diagrams, you know, split your plate up like this and like this, man, you forget that stuff. and, And nobody pays attention to that diagram. But when, when you say, Hey, put your vegetables in your hand, you know, grab, like grab onto it or, you know, is the spoon the size of your hand? Like, and you're forced to actually do that and track it and say, am I hitting that? I don't know how many people, Jordan, if you know how many people were actually like crushing it on their like servings of vegetables, but I would say most people would be under. Um, so I like to say five to seven, cause depending on your size, you just totally. don't need to be having, right. I mean, a smaller frame person doesn't need sure that makes seven sense. servings because carbs obviously shouldn't be high, as high as a bigger male. So I would say most people did okay. I mean, some people just, if they flat out didn't prep or prepare, um, going into it, didn't go to the grocery store ate out they struggled a little bit but for the most part people were pretty successful at least in their reflections and I told them like try to get more vegetables than fruit but obviously fruit is better than having the starch on your plate like a big heaping pile of rice versus having some veggies in there but um I think they did pretty good the what do you what do you think? Uh, to me, it was a, a convenience factor, and so fruit is more convenient to eat than vegetables. Yeah. Um, I don't struggle with vegetables at dinner, but I'm not getting vegetables at breakfast. Yeah. Um, and then my lunch setup, I had to incorporate, you know, broccoli or something, but it was like the bag broccoli or the brat, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it was just hard to get it in there, and so this was one I definitely struggled with. If if we take fruit out of that equation, then I was only eating right. maybe one serving a day, and that was primarily a dinner. It was just it would that was a hard element for me to introduce into my routine, um, especially my lunch routine. You know, to really include a serving of vegetables. Yeah, and. I know, Nick, you did better than I did, but to broaden that horizon, you know, I'm a broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower type of person, and that's about, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. But green you did beans. better. Yeah, green beans, <laughs> yes. Uh, we yeah. like fresh green beans, but anyway, I know you tried more things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was maybe my initial default was just to go to my go-tos and not try and expand the horizon. Yeah. Well, and, and I have the added benefit. Ashley, my wife, is doing the challenge as well, and and just discussing it and planning it with her. We're like, all right, well, how are we going to do this? And at the moment, both of us are really eating 80% of our meals at home almost together, honestly. But, um, so we just had to add in some meal prep of vegetables and we're just like, all right, well, let's experiment a little bit and throw two or three together. Just make a big old baking sheet throw them in the oven, cook them up and bring them out. And then you've got however many days worth of vegetables. So yeah, I think it, 
allowed so would, us to experiment. Would you meal prep your vegetables on like a Sunday or whatever day it is? Whatever and then day it is, yeah. you would cook them for the week? Uh, or would you just prep them in the raw state and then have them locked and loaded for each meal? Cooked, cooked, ready to microwave for the week. I'd say the, you know, the week for us and, and kind of like wh- where we started with discussion was the weekend is this honestly pivotal, pivotal place for, I think everybody, but, but for us where we, we do pretty darn good Monday through Friday, but we don't always like our, our meal prep runs out like Thursday night, Friday, midday. So it, it required us to think further than that. in that one day of meal prep where we do, we prep breakfast food and we prep all these veggies. I mean, we just got, there's the kitchen is a disaster. There's just food everywhere, which is really cool. It's fun, but it's, it's just food everywhere at that meal prep time. But we then had to kind of add in, all right, how can we meal prep a little bit again for the weekend? Like you said, like we, we've had to have just a little bit more to carry us Saturday and, and Sunday. I'm not saying that we're perfect on the weekends, but man, if you've got Saturday, Sunday, you've got six meals and let's just say you're eating terribly those six meals, you know, what can you do to maybe say, well, I'm going to improve that by 30% just lunches. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to meal prep for just, or just breakfasts for Saturday and Sunday and a 30% boost, you know, or betterment or improvement on the weekends could start to move the needle for you a little bit and say, well, that wasn't too hard. Well, let me now try to improve it another 30%. So we did a really good job with vegetables and vegetables for breakfast and prepping that. And that was pretty easy for us for about four and a half days. But then what this challenge did for us to say, okay, well, we need to kind of insert another meal prep day to carry, carry into the weekend. So give me one example of uh, vegetables for breakfast and what did that meal look like for you? For, yeah, for us, um, and it's pretty typical right now and we could probably change it up a little bit, but it's, uh, it's like cubed sweet potatoes. So we'll just roast a pan of, you know, four to six, depending on the size of the sweet potatoes, roast, just chop them up, roast them up. Um, and then we'll prep peppers, bell peppers and onions, um, on the stove or beyond yeah, on the stove. And again, the quantity depends, but so our breakfast then consists of a serving of each of those. We try to have a serving of the sweet potatoes, a serving of peppers and onions, reheat those could be in the microwave. We do it on the stovetop because then I'll put some eggs into that, add the protein. Um, and then depending on where I'm at, I'll probably, I typically add another, uh, carbohydrate in there. Not necessarily a whole food, uh, but I will add some additional carbs in there. But those, that's really how we roll our breakfasts. Peppers and onions, sweet potatoes, add our protein in, and it's kind of a hash or just a, a plate. Yeah. And yeah, we do that every week, Sunday or ideally it's Sunday for us. Um, but Monday, Monday morning if we need to, it's like, okay, well, I'm cooking breakfast for Monday morning, so I'm going to meal prep the whole dang week. Yeah. At least five days, you know, we... Prep it, prep it out about five days, and then we'll we'll try to redo that again Thursday or Friday. Okay, and then so Jordan, on the end of that week, uh, kind of going back to the reflection period, what was some of the the kind of the comments from the whole food journey um, that people said was well, either successful or unsuccessful, or what they learned from that uh, exercise? I think I think a big success was the swaps that people were 
willing to make for this so that they didn't have to write down none. Some people did, but and that's okay if you don't have a vegetable or fruit in a meal. But I think we were just trying to encourage people to add where they can. And it was fun to watch like people who went out on the weekends to dinner and stuff. And instead of ordering the potatoes and mac and cheese on the side, it was fun to see them adding in some vegetables whether or not they were cooked in massive amounts of butter, that's a different topic. <laughs> sure. But it was still, they were trying to incorporate more whole foods. And that, I think, is a big takeaway here for me as a coach, just being proud of the people who were willing to make those changes across the board. So I I liked how involved people got with this one. Yeah. Uh, and to kind of just kind of wrap it all up is, uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed the first two weeks of tracking all your meals. I think that was a big thing, you know, week one and two kind of go together. Um, but if you just would almost combine the two and then have a whole food element into your protein, carbs and fats, you know, it's just, if you don't track it or you don't plan it, it's not going to get done. And so that was one of my reflections. If I don't plan veggies in, they don't just magically appear on my plate, you know, rice will, chicken will, beef will, but there's no green beans just kind of kind of like automatically make it there. So no, they don't just show up. I like the idea of uh, a good prep on Sunday of cook, you know, cooking vegetables for an entire week kind of gives me the heebie jeebies, but, uh, sure. I, uh, I like that as a kind of another go-to instead of trying to fill in something else. So yeah, that was a, I had some people struggle with breakfast and how do I add a vegetable? I'm running out the door. I got to take care of my kids and I just grab something. And that's how I had a conversation that's where you can add in a fruit. You grab an apple, grab a banana. If you're not going straight to workout, grab a banana with some peanut butter on it. I know some people have peanut butter problems, but you know, <laughs> like grab something that's going to keep you full and then you can sit down and have a meal later. But people's concern was, I, I just don't have time. And there's always going to be time to grab something. You just have to prep and plan and go to the grocery store and not make excuses for it, which we all say we're busy. Yeah, and I'll I'll add that on that one just because Nick and I were talking about it before the podcast is is I had that problem. I was fasting for breakfast or I was eating a protein bar and that was it. And I would be starving by nine thirty, ten o'clock trying to make it to lunch, which then is another simple place to in, in interject some sort of processed food, right? So I started doing and you and I talked about it was a, a breakfast burrito. And so egg, sausage, onions, you could add all Nick's elements to that as well. <laughs> totally. But it, it didn't take but 45 minutes or so to prep on Sunday. I wrapped them all up, and then I heat them up every morning for two and a half minutes in the microwave. And it's I'm in and out the door in 10 minutes in that whole exercise anyway. And and it was it's been a game changer because now I can make it all the way to lunch, and I'm not starving. And it's not too much where I'm like, oh, I just ate a huge meal. Right. And obviously do you, you can still pour. do that a little bit? Yeah, and that's what... My wife and I both did it, and it's been it's been helping a lot because we're not starving by noon. I love it. See, yeah. we're getting things out of this. Exactly, that's good. Yep, it's all about the small movements, right? That's it. Yeah, that's I'm the just only waiting for your sheets for this week. This week has been a <laughs> challenge, um, so I, I feel like uh, we almost kind of have to space it out a little bit because it's been so much. Like I'm trying to um, get it together, but this week was my son's birthday. And so it's been every night, it's been something else, uh, and the kid ac- or activity starting back up. So it's been, it's been challenging this week. So Nick, any last, uh, reflections before we, uh, sign off reflections on the first two weeks? No, I feel like we've covered all the bases. Um, you know, the, these are foundational things where 
we started here for a reason. We wanted people to have bring some awareness to these aspects, whole foods. What is the macro breakdown? Just what are macros in general? So, no, we, we've covered that. But because that's the foundation, you know, the, we'll, we're seeing some challenges and some you know, struggles here through these this week or, or upcoming because it, it is getting a little bit tougher. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing this out and then kind of recapping the, the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs>